This is a podcast by The Business Times. Welcome to Money Hacks, where we explore useful financial tips to help you on your money managing and wealth growing journey. I'm your host, Howie Lim. Now, thanks to the current environment, millennial and Gen Z investors projected to inherit 48 trillion US dollars of wealth over the next 25 years are facing the daunting challenge of securing their own retirements, even if it's 30 or 40 years from now. In fact, a recent survey by Investopedia found that millennials are most worried about saving money, managing debt, and planning for retirement. So what can this generation do, and how would understanding their behavior make institutions better able to cater to their needs? For more insights, we're speaking to Carol Fong, Group CEO of CGS CIMB Securities. Carol, thanks for your time. Thank you for having me. So it looks like, though, Carol, despite being the most worried about money, millennials are also behind previous generations when it comes to retirement savings. This is according to a Fidelity survey I read. How concerning is this? Well, while the survey is based on respondents in America, we are seeing similar trends here. And yes, this is indeed concerning. In Singapore, we know that retirement is a luxury and it requires careful financial planning and choosing the right investment plan. And we know that when it comes to choosing an investment platform, millennials are spoiled for choice. But some choose to not invest at all, as they think that they are still young to think about retirement. But that's where they are missing out on the compounding benefits. I mean, for example, something that I think millennials should know about is the rule of 72, the number of years it takes to double your money at a given interest rate. So just imagine, an interest rate of less than 1% right now, it will take you more than 72 years to double your income. If you invest your money at a 5% return, it'll take 14.4 years. At 8% return, you can double the money in nine years. Lots of things happening though, Carol, and may not be entirely millennials' fault, perhaps. I mean, have they been structurally, say, disadvantaged in terms of retirement savings? Because, you know, their earning power was affected by when they graduated, say, during the Great Recession, which is from 2007 to 2009. What's your take? Honestly speaking, I think the Great Recession affected almost everyone across all ages, not only the millennials. I think Singapore's economy was one of the first to be hit by the economic slowdown. However, the the economy rebounded a year after 2009 quite quickly. Now, while most Singaporeans were not as badly affected compared to their regional international peers, people, particularly millennials, did not escape unscathed by the effects of the recession. I think there was a survey done by, by Deloitte's in 2019 amongst millennials where many between the ages of 25 to 36 years old, they grew up around uncertainty and hence are disillusioned with traditional institutions, particularly the financial service sector, skeptical of their business motives and pessimistic about economic and social progress. So I think that you know what we did was to leverage off this gap in the market with the purpose of guiding millennials through their investment journey, where we hope to empower them to make prudent financial decisions from investing a part of their savings following the Pareto principle of 80-20, meaning basically you, you at least invest 20% you know, of your savings, thereby creating a healthy portfolio comprising a basket of asset classes, including equities, bonds, and even crypto pairs, to even offering basically timely market insights to the, to the latest and breaking developments in the global markets. We also focus on, you know, on well-researched and in-depth analysis on financial products. And as a consumer-centric firm, that we focus on, on value creation, we do offer a suite of investment and uh, as well as uh, financial solutions for both the retail and institutional clients for all ages. 
Much as that sounds great, though, Carol, a lot of these young investors don't feel like, say, advisors really add value and they sort of want to go it alone. They feel that advisors maybe don't speak their language, don't understand their worldviews. Is this concerning from your perspective? I think to, you know, to really to truly understand our, our consumers' needs, we should always put ourselves in their shoes in order to find ways to better serve them. And I think it's important you know, for us to be relevant uh, to the millennials by offering personalized services that speak to them through offering financial advice as well as you know, showing them the way, basically. And you know, for us at CGSCIMB, being one of Asia's leading financial services group, we always try to put ourselves in their shoes to understand how this group thinks. And I think with a prosperous platform, with a mobile trading app and platform for the digitally connected and savvy crowd, you know, we, we have, we have witnessed good user growth. And the other thing that, you know, to make ourselves more relevant to the, to the millennials and young investors is our focus on ESG. Millennials are more environmentally conscious. And we know that they are very concerned about impact climate change has to the larger society. What we do right now is to make sure that whatever we do has got good ESG practices. And we also basically have, you know, products that will also cater um, to millennials who are interested in ESG investing. How have you seen the pandemic affect millennials' investing strategies? Was there a go-to formula to begin with and then the last few years really upended that or something? When it comes to investing, you know, there's no one-size-fits-all strategy. As a general rule of thumb, one should invest roughly about 20% of your monthly earnings and save about 40% of your income. And we all know that one man's investment strategy differs from another person's, depending on his or her lifestyle. Whether you're single, married with young children, or globetrotting, one's lifestyle choices greatly impacts one's investment strategy, particularly when it comes to how much one sets aside basically for investments. I once talked to somebody, an advisor, who told me that it's never too late to start investing your money, to start saving for retirement. So let's talk about maybe, Carol, some suggestions or strategies that could help millennials make up for this lost time. Let's say you're starting now. Let's say you're one of the older millennials, if you will, who are perhaps in their late 30s. I mean, time is money when it comes to compounding, like you mentioned. Perhaps you have some top tips for us. Yeah, I could share basically about that in five tips. And we all know the millennials, for example, one big word that they always talk about is basically fire, right? Financially independent and, and to retire early. So the five things that I would ask, you know, the millennials to think about in terms of strategy, number one would be just start. No matter how small your investments could be, just start. Because if you don't start, you'll never be able to compound your earnings. Tip number two is that I think one needs to also define the strategy. Are you an active investor? or passive investor, or your combination of two. If your combination, basically, you may want to put 20% of your investments in active investment and 80% basically more passive, whereby you can actually buy ETFs or mutual funds. Tip number three, it's also important to diversify your portfolio, not to put all your eggs in one basket, so to speak. So you need to make sure that you diversify amongst your stocks and geographies and even in asset classes and not put everything into one asset class. Tip number four, it's important to stay the course. You just don't invest one time and expect you know, it to compound for you. I think you need to watch your investment and you need to be dollar average over time. And finally, you need to work with a trusted platform to get yourself financially educated. You can reach someone in time of need. You just imagine that you know there are many players right now. Most millennials like to do DIY investing. But when the markets are volatile and the platforms are down, 
it's so important to be able to reach to that someone to make sure that you know, they can get things working for you again. So these are my five tips that I can actually share. And it's also because we often hear the advice, invest in what you know, do something that you know, even for journalists, write what you know. And if you know nothing, then how? So it's best to get some advice, right? Absolutely. And like I said, start small. If you don't start, you never know. Find us on Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or via the Google Voice Assistant and Amazon Alexa-enabled devices. And now back to our podcast episode. What about longer-term strategies, though, that they can adopt? Because given the current economic conditions, there's inflation all over the place. I mean, I hear a lot of millennials are into cryptocurrencies. That seems risky, though. Uh, I think that it's really all about two things, right? One is basically knowing your risk appetite. And number two is knowing what you're investing in. Cryptocurrency is here to stay. Yes, it may seem risky right now, because I think a lot of millennials are just going in because it's a, it's a big buzzword right now. But if you don't put all the eggs in one basket, you put a little aside for cryptocurrency because it's a, it's a longer term trend out there. That's fine. But if you put all your investment in cryptocurrency, then I think that based on past experiences, you know, one could be uh, in a bit of trouble when the asset class bursts. There's that diversification you were talking about earlier as tip number three, right? Correct. Very, very important. It's concerning though, Carol, I think, because the younger investor seems to place a lot of emphasis on investment advice from social media. Now, I know it sounds really fuddy-duddy of me and very Gen X of me. That just does not seem like a good idea. I would agree with you that it is quite concerning, uh, especially if the millennial and the younger investor is using social media as the only basis of, of making their investment decision. Uh, social media, we know that is is just a useful and helpful tool to stay connected and informed. But at the end of the day, the millennials need to basically be quite discerning in, in terms of what kind of information they are using. And we all know that there recently, you know, the Reddit forum was full of you know of millennials promoting the meme stocks and so on. But uh, quite a number of young investors got very badly burnt in the process, which just goes to show that yes, I mean, you can keep an eye and and find out what's happening. But at the end of the day, when it comes to actual investments, when you're investing in your own money, it is so important to exercise caution and prudence and to make sure that when you finally make that decision, it's based on an informed as well as basically on fundamental research when you make that decision. You know, for us at CGSMB, you know, we've consistently been ranked as number one broker in Singapore since 2018. We've been recognized by and trusted by the industry and peers. We've won many awards, you know, and I think that, you know, that investors should, you know, look to trusted platforms, not only for ourselves, but even other players in the market, whereby they can actually come to us for, you know, for advice or when they don't know what to do, rather than just, you know, depending on social media as a sole source of truth, you know, for their investment decisions. We hope that, you know, that younger investors can widen their level of, uh, of how they get their, their investment advice. Mm. What do you think, though, Carol, if I may, is your top concern when it comes to the investing landscape right now? Is it inflation, geopolitical tensions, maybe? There are the known factors and the unknown factors, right? So right now, what is known in the marketplace is inflation, that the Fed is going to increase the interest rates. What is also known is because the Ukraine and Russian war and how it affects economies and the basic commodity, the cost of living is going up. Those are the known factors. What I think troubles me is are the unknown factors. Uh, some examples of it could be how China and India reacts in this situation. 
because these are big, large economies, right? And what they do can also impact the rest of us, uh, especially in Asia. And I can go on and on about you know different things that that one is not aware of. I think that if you go back in history, black swans, right? So it's something that basically that is big, it can happen, but you just don't know what's coming next. So that to me is actually more. Perhaps we shouldn't waste time worrying about something that we know nothing of at this point, so to speak. Correct. Yeah, you're right. And that's why we talk about investments. It's like going back to the five tips again, to be there, to be consistently investing. Yes, you need to filter out the noise, but stay invested, stay the course. Because over time, it has been proven time and time again that having a long-term view of investment always, always pays off. So I would like to say that staying the course, very important if you really want to double your money based on anybody who wants to invest at this point in time. We've been discussing strategies millennials can adopt and really anyone to jumpstart their retirement savings journey. We've been speaking with Carol Fong, who is the group CEO of CGS CIMB Securities. Carol, thank you so much for your time. Thank you very much for having me on. That was a podcast by The Business Times. Send your feedback to podcast at sph.com.sg. Find us on Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or via the Google Voice Assistant and Amazon Alexa-enabled devices. For more podcasts by The Straits Times, The Business Times, and Money FM 89.3, you can also download the Audio by SPH app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O. Do note, all analyses, opinions, recommendations, and other information in this podcast are for your general information only. You should not rely on them in making any decision. Please consult a fully qualified financial advisor or professional expert for independent advice and verification. To the fullest extent permitted by law, SPH Media shall not be liable for any loss arising from the use of or reliance on any analyses, opinions, recommendations, and other information in this podcast. SPH Media accepts no responsibility or liability whatsoever that may result or arise from the products, services, or information of any third parties.